Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. You go to the Word of God and find out who you are. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Believe the scriptures. Today is my first day of being complete vegan. I can no longer tell the difference between regular food and vegan. I should eat this tree in my yard. Oh, this tastes delicious, please. I don't know what to eat anymore, please. All, all the leaves in my plants, foliage, everything is the same. Plants in my front yard, please, can I eat? Is this food for eating of the veganness? Oh, grass, please, this is grass. Oh, found something that I can eat. Foliage. Daddy, what are you doing? I'm climbing this tree, son. Get away from me. I'm vegan now. I'm just eating these leaves. Please, son, get away from me. <laughs> You are now tuning in to Macchiato's Music in the Scriptures, and I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. I think I might stop saying my government name when I'm announcing this. You know, I'll be putting the first and last name. I might have to come up with like a, a nickname or something, but we're going to think of something. But this is episode number 29, and I appreciate y'all, who everyone who's been subscribing, who have been supporting, who have been commenting, who have been getting blessed by the podcast. I appreciate you. Please continue to share this with your family and friends. You can follow me on all social media at mbills314. Send me emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Now today, I want to get into something that uh, some people call it a fad. Uh, um, you know, it was a, a documentary that came out on Netflix not too long ago called What the Health? And it was basically talking about the importance of, you know, letting go of meat, a lot of the toxic toxins that are in the meat and poisons and stuff that are in different foods and and eliminate all the meat and just go strictly with the plant-based diet and go vegan, as they say. Um, so a lot of people, a lot of people have been doing the, what, the 30-day vegan challenge and things like that. Um, as I was watching the documentary, I did not watch it all, but I watched a good good dose of it to get an understanding as to what they were talking about. As I was watching it, um, this scripture that we're about to get into today just kept coming to mind. I was just thinking about it like, yo, I'm, I'm understanding, I'm hearing what y'all are saying, and I'm thinking like, are they saying that everybody should, you know, raise their own cattle so that way you know it's not being injected with stuff or things like that and I'm thinking like well surely the Lord saw this day coming where they've been quote unquote putting stuff in animals and things like that and you know of course it leaves everybody thinking well if they're doing all that then what in the world are we going to eat and they'll be like see that's the thing you got to eat a plant based diet then they say well you can't even you know some plant um Vegetables, they spray stuff on it. So it's like, okay, so basically we all got to be farmers now. Is that what you're saying? So we're going to dig into it. We're going to dig into um, 
what does God say about eating meat and all these things? Because one thing that people like to throw up is when you talk to people about sin or something like that, or you tell people like, yo, I don't believe in, you know, gay marriage, or I don't believe in, um, you know, fornication or whatever, things like that. They'll be like, well, I mean, God told us not to eat lobster either, and we eat it. So, I mean, y'all violating that every day. He told us not to wear furs and all that type of stuff. I be thinking, like, where are they getting this stuff from? Are they are they reading the same Bible that I'm reading? Because, I mean, I don't think people have a full understanding. Well, if you're listening, you're going to get a full understanding today. So I want you to grab your popcorn, get your snack, get your macchiato of some sort or whatever, and sit back, take notes. If you're driving, listen. Have everybody in the car to listen to the word. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now, we'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. Um, if you're reading out of a different translation, that's cool. We'll still end up in the same place. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Let's look at verse 1. It says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times or in the last days, which the days we're in now, some will turn away from the true faith. What is the true faith? Faith in Jesus Christ. They will follow deceptive spirits. Now, when it says deceptive spirits, it's not talking about an individual. It's not talking about a group of people. It's talking about a spirit that a person possesses. So the action behind the person. So it's not the individual per se, but the deceptive spirit, the 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 deceptive spirit could be using an individual to push an agenda, to push a motive, to help promote this or that. But it's deceptive. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. So these teachings come from demons. People are not demons, but demons can use people. OK, these people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences and their conscience are dead. They will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods. But God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. For we know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. So as I was watching the What the Health documentary, this is like the main scripture that kept ringing in my ears and I just couldn't uh, get past it. So I wanted to dig deeper for some that don't know, like the diet, God did, did give the people in the Old Testament dietary laws. Okay, he did give them dietary laws and we're gonna look at a couple of them. It's a whole bunch of them, but I'm gonna go through them uh, fairly quickly. Basically, in the Old Testament, God was defining clean and unclean animals, okay? The meats God defines as clean and unclean are differentiated in Leviticus chapter 11 and Deuteronomy chapter 14. This knowledge goes back much further, though, since Noah knew which animals were clean and unclean before the flood. You can see that in Genesis chapter 7, verse 2. Simply stated, God explains that. Clean fish must have scales and fins, bass, cod, flounder, roper, salmon, snapper, trout, 
and tuna all fit this category since catfish, lobsters, crabs, shrimp, and many other water creatures do not have fins and scales, God says we should not eat them. So in the Old Testament, God says that you were not supposed to eat catfish. Many of us did be done right there. We love some catfish on Friday. Lobsters, crabs, shrimp, many other water creatures. People love the, the, uh, the crab shacks and the, the crab legs. All you can eat crab legs, which I don't eat none of it. Not because of anything, uh, not because the Bible says unclean, I just don't really like it. Um, when it comes to the animals, it said animals must have cloven, divided hooves and chew the cud. These type of animals include antelope, cattle, goat, elk, deer. On the other hand, rabbits and pigs do not qualify as being clean and good to eat. Okay, so think about it. Now, antelope, cattle, which is beef, goat, elk, and deer. Bible Old Testament saying those are good to eat. Now, I don't know of anybody eating no elk. Now, we have a park here in St. Louis called Long Elk Park that you can drive through for free and you can see the elks and stuff walking around. And as I look at it, I'm like, listen, I don't know if I want to bite into no elk. And everything don't taste like chicken. You know, we say everything tastes like chicken. And I just, eh, antelope. I just, nah, I'm cool. But the Bible, Old Testament said it, it, was, it was clean to eat. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 11 through 18, we read that all, all that all clean birds may be eaten, but those we are not to eat include eagles, vultures, buzzards, falcons, ravens, ostriches, owls, seagulls, hawks, jackdaws, part of the crow family, storks, and herons, chickens, turkeys, ducks, geese, quail and pheasants do not appear on the list of unclean birds and are considered clean. So the clean is chicken, you know, you already know. Chicken, turkey, duck, geese, quail. Now I've never had duck, geese, or quail. I don't really want to partake in. Not because the Bible says anything about it being unclean, I just don't want it. And that's what we have to come to that some things you don't have to eat just because you don't want it. Now, if you notice in here, how come God didn't tell them in the Old Testament not to eat any meat, period? How come the dietary law wasn't, I want you all to eliminate all types of meat out of your diet, and I want you to simply eat plants, greens, vegetables, and that's it, no meat. I wonder that. There's nothing wrong with being vegan. I actually want to like to try some vegan food. I don't think I'm going to be going vegan, but I would like to try some vegan food, go to a vegan restaurant. There's nothing wrong with it. And that's my point. I'm getting to Christ eliminating that for us. You're no longer defined or defiled by what you eat or don't eat. And you shouldn't be judging people based on what they decide to eat not decide to eat. Now check this out. Now most insects are not good to eat, but God says insects such as locusts, grasshoppers, and crickets are okay to eat. That's in Leviticus chapter 11 verse 22. Now who in the world are eating grasshoppers, locusts, and crickets? But they was eating it back then. But that's saying that today, right now, if I want to go outside and grab a grasshopper, I can eat it. It's okay. Now, y'all gonna look at me as gross. They do eat those type of things in other countries. I've seen on TV, they had a chocolate covered grasshopper. I don't know what that was about, but that was something. I said, nah, I'm cool. But you know, 
but it's okay. They say it's a lot of nutrients and protein. I say, hey, well, listen, brother, I can get my protein in some other ways. <laughs> that doesn't involve a grasshopper or a cricket. But people are like, ew, that's not. But in other countries, yo, I mean, that's food. And I'm sure they were eating plants and vegetables too. They may have a little, you know, five crickets on the side, give me you know, three grasshoppers and put some put some uh some greens and, and some carrots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some potatoes right there next to it. But there may be some meals in some countries. Me being born and raised in America, we, we don't do that. At least not where I'm from. We don't do that. So that's all I'm saying. Like you, you are what you eat. <laughs> Say. But God wasn't pushing veganism. Now, one thing I noticed too about the veganism thing, like they tell you to get off of it, but the food is is expensive. Some say it's not expensive, but yeah, I mean the, the stuff that's cheap ain't really nothing. That's stuff that you're gonna have to eat about five vegan meals in one setting to get full. So all I'm saying is there's nothing wrong being vegan, there's nothing wrong being a vegetarian, and there's nothing wrong with eating meat. Now I would say you would you should do it all um, wisely. I wouldn't just be chewing and just gobbling down a bunch of pork or gobbling down a bunch of beef. All I eat is meat, 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 no vegetables, no nothing. Well, you, you know what that can do to your system. So I think you need to be wise on what you eat. Now, now, I would say this. Now, if you went to your doctor, if your physician told you that you cannot have, that your system at this point, you cannot digest chicken or or you need to eliminate all meat in your diet. Don't come to the Bible and say, well, the Bible says I can have anything. Yes, you can. But wisdom says your particular system, whatever the case may be, at this point in time in your life, you can't have meat. So I, I wouldn't suggest you going to eat meat. I suggest you listen to the physician. And as you're eating your vegetables and, and different things that they say you can eat, believe God for healing to deliver you from whatever it is that's causing that in your body that whereby you can't have meat. Listen to your doctor. There's a difference between being in faith and being foolish. And we don't believe in operating in foolishness. We believe operating in faith, but not foolishness or presumption. Let's go to um, Mark chapter 7. Look at verse 14. Check it out. It says, Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Then Jesus went into the house to get away from the crowd and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either? He asked, can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, it is what comes from the inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these foul things come from within 
they all what defile you. And I'll add, not food. That's basically what he's saying. Like, nothing that you can put into your body because we, because Jesus came and Jesus paid the penalty for us. Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead for our justification. He's saying now you're under a new covenant and you're free to eat what you want. What you're eating is not going to make you holy or unholy. Back then, yes, these are clean, these are unclean. You touch this, you don't touch that. Check out Acts chapter 10. Let's look at a time where one of the apostles tried to call some unclean that God called clean. The book of Acts chapter 10. You're gonna see it very clearly now. Acts chapter 10 verse nine, it says, the next day as Cornelius messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners and the sheet, in the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. What are those Jewish laws? What we just read in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Those are the dietary laws. So Peter is saying, no, Lord, I have never eaten anything that my Jewish law have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean.
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter was very perplexed. What could this vision mean? What could the vision mean? Just then, the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house standing outside the gate. They asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, I have sent them. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you're looking for. Why have you come? They said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to the to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them and occupied and accompanied and accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered, in, as Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter pulled up and said, stand up, I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Peter told them, you know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. Hmm, sounds like a little prejudice. Sounds like a little division. Hmm. You Jews, we Gentiles, we don't. I'm black, you white, we, we don't, you know. We don't. Same thing. It's a type of prejudice, it's a type of separation. Divide. He said, I'm Jewish, we don't come in Gentiles home. You know, I'm a black man, I'm a white man. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't marry outside our race or, you know, it's the same type of stuff. This is the Bible we're reading, ladies and gentlemen. Now listen, don't jump to conclusions, let's finish reading. Verse 28 again, Peter told them, you know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, four days ago I was praying in my house about this same time. Three o'clock in the afternoon, suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once and it was it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter, then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. Hallelujah. This can almost turn into a whole other type of episode about race, which I dealt with before. God doesn't show any favoritism. See, even Peter had his own type of prejudice towards people who were not Jewish because it was Jewish customs to this and that and you do this and we don't associate with that but God came Jesus came and broke it all up so for a period of time it was like that but Jesus came broke down that wall of petition everybody's free ain't no more black and white Jew Gentile male or female 
All of you all are one in Christ. Now come to me and get the thing together. Love one another. See, look, I'm going to hold another episode. Now let me stay with this what the health episode. We'll deal with that later. But my point is, is that when he showed him the vision of the food, he called it pure. He said, I've never eaten anything impure or, or unclean. He said, well, don't you call unclean what God has made clean. So he's saying, I made it all clean. Bless your food. Pray over your food and partake. Are you hungry? Eat. If something happened, God forbid, and the, this nation went into a famine, you going to eat grass all day? You think you can live off of just eating strips of grass, eating plants and stuff of poison, trying to pull the poison out of y'all? Or what, what are you going to do? You don't think maybe God maybe will, will sanction it for a time or he'll supernaturally provide, eliminate any type of top, whatever the situation is. Because we're in the earth, so things are subject to change. But my goodness, you can't believe God before you eat a piece of meat? Are we that, like, fearful that we can't even eat anymore, that now we have to empty out a bank just to get a week's worth of food because they're going to jack up the prices of vegan meals or whatever the case may be? And... We're not eating meat no more. Like I said, that's cool, especially if your doctor told you not to. But if you want to eat meat, I'm here to tell you that it's okay. Hey, can we get some of that cake? Matter of fact, bring that whole cake over here. You're not unclean. And most people not eat meat because they feel like they're unclean. They just don't want to eat it because they think it's, it's going to make them sick. Come on now, I'm asking you nice things. And I'm saying no nice. I'm not a doctor. Okay, all I'm telling you is, is that if you want to eat the meat, if you're hungry, it's okay. Unless your doctor tells you no. Because I'm already telling you, your doctor, if he's not a vegan, he's eating some of the best steak in town with the money that he's made. Even people like Dr. Oz, like he, every now and then they, they'll, they'll eat. So it's okay. They act, just, just chill out is what I'm trying to say. Like, don't go just crazy. Just enjoy, pray over your food. I don't care. Well, you better pray over the vegan food. If you think you're going to just eat the vegan stuff, the tofu and, and whatever else they make, vegan, they got vegan eggs, vegan chicken, you better pray over all of that stuff. And soy, and and soy has estrogen in it. So when I'm, I'm, we're men and we're eating, what, stuff filled with estrogen? We're eating food with estrogen in it now? And I got testosterone, so all these things can be argued. And that's why he said in the last days, people are telling you to abstain from meat. Let's go to Romans last scripture. Let's go to Romans chapter 14. So let's not judge each other based off what we eat or what we don't. We've been we've been down this road before. It's addressed in Romans chapter 14. Look at verse one. It says, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do. For God has accepted them. Who? Both, the people who don't eat meat, the people who do eat meat. God has accepted us both. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. 
in the same way some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is, is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day, do it to honor him. So if you want to worship God on Sunday, that's fine. If you want to worship God on Saturday the Sabbath, that's fine. If you want to have service on a Monday or Tuesday, that's fine. You should be living for God every day. Understand that. But he's saying that if you want to take a day aside and really de devote this day to him, you can pick whatever day of the week you want. That just shook some of y'all up right there. And, you know, Sunday, I go to church on Sunday. Now, what about Bible study? Nah, I don't rock with that on. We have ours on Monday, too. You can have it any day, whatever you want. What day? You free. It's, it's grace. Now, you're not free to sin. But there, there is no limits. You got the Holy Ghost. He's going to now lead God and direct you. When you off course, he gonna let you know. If you're eating something that in your particular body and what's going on the inside of you, if you don't need to be eating, he's gonna let you know. If you're eating too much junk, he's gonna let you know. If you're consuming too much meat, he's gonna let you know. If there's a certain kind of meat he wants you to let go. If he wants you to add more vegetables in, which you should be eating vegetables. I really don't understand why you don't eat no vegetables. Pray to God to ask him to help cultivate a taste for vegetables and different things. But just don't be under bondage. This stuff is putting people in bondage, bondage and it's making people confused and people don't know what to do. And I'm telling you, you're free. The Bible's telling you you're free. Like I said, except a physician has told you not to partake of a certain thing, don't partake. So no, I'm not telling, he's saying, Martina is just saying, yo, you can eat whatever you want. We're going, no, I'm saying you're free to eat whatever you want. You ain't in bondage of anything. But if your doctor tells you, yo, chill out on that. Don't eat that. You can't eat that with your uh, condition or whatever. Then don't eat it. That's, what's, that's what wisdom says. Let's keep going. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord. Since they give thanks to God before eating And those who refuse to eat certain foods Also want to please the Lord And give thanks to God For we don't live for ourselves Or die for ourselves So if you haven't watched the What the Health documentary I'll encourage you to go watch it um, It's some insightful things in there All I'm saying is Don't let it put you in fear Oh my goodness I'm going to get cancer If I keep eating this chicken I'll Chill out Believe God We're faith people Right? Gotta eat. Wanna have a balanced diet. That's it. I'm done. I'm off. I'm off. I'm done. I know you're tired. I know you want me to stop. I'm done. That's it for today's episode. That's it. If you feel like this has been a blessing to you, encourage you to share this with your family and your friends. Follow me on all social media at mbills314. Email mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember Romans chapter 3 verse 4, the latter part of the verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.